All right, everybody, welcome back to the Grindstone Adventures podcast. This is episode three. I'm your host, Zach Fuhr. Um, today we have one of my college buddies coming on. Uh, he used to try and beat up on me in football in college, but he's just too slow to get after me. Uh, his name's Elijah. He's from uh, Southwest Ohio. Um, he just recently got married, so congrats to him on that. That was a fun wedding to be at. So how you doing, buddy? That'd be a lot better if you weren't out here uh, talking, talking all that crap, man. You know better than that. That's because I'm six plus hours from you right now, so I know I'm, I'm safe. <laughs> hey, I go with it. Go with it, man. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel to be married? Uh, well, it's like a sleepover every night. That's what I can tell you. <laughs> nah, I, I love it. Oh my so. goodness! Four dogs now. No, no two dogs. Two dogs. Two dogs. We, four paws. Four, four paws. paws. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I see what you mean. Oh boy, is she gonna listen to this? Uh, probably not. Well, I told her I said, "Listen, hey, I said you're gonna have to leave me alone for a little bit. I got stuff to do." <laughs> <laughs> we won't talk too much about college. We'll put it that way. That's yeah, fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> Say, I remember. Having to pay for a door or two, and I don't, I think it might have been your door. Uh, you pay for more of my stuff than what you probably like to remember. <laughs> probably more than I can remember. Well, that's also true, too. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, why don't you go ahead and tell people about yourself a little bit, what you do, where you're from, what you want to hunt. Yeah. So, uh, as you said, I'm from Southwest Ohio. I live in West Milton, small town, about 20 minutes north of Dayton. Uh, I currently I am a I'm a dispatcher for a freight company down here. Um, been doing it for a little while. I jumped around a little bit, did some heating and air here and there, and now I'm doing this and you know living the night well, nightlife, third shift, and um, so far so good. Can't complain there. Um, no, but really my 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 whole my my biggest passion is definitely the outdoors. Anywhere from hunting to fishing to just being outside and you know kayaking whatever i mean i i really enjoy it um have since i was a little kid um but my my biggest outdoors beat or beat however you want to say it is uh is uh, turkey hunting i from the time i heard heard my first bird gobble dude i was hooked and uh, i believe it yeah it's it's a different kind of experience you know oh yeah being eight nine years old being out in the woods with your dad and you know you hear that first bird gobble and you're like man that's just that's wild right i mean it's um it's definitely uh, don't get me wrong i know there's a lot of deer hunters out there i'm one too but <laughs> something different about seeing seeing one of them turkeys out in the wild and you know being able to hear them and you know it's as much as i love shooting them i love hearing them just you know if not a little bit more so yep i know the feeling i mean i've never went turkey hunting i've never uh never heard a wild bird gobble i've only i mean that's not true i've heard birds gobble when i'm in a tree stand waiting for deer but uh i i went into it a little bit in the first episode with lane how we used to have a pet turkey do you hear about that yeah you're you're Uh, probably jealous it's well 
pet turkey, you know, when you have domesticated turkeys, it's they're a different animal. I mean, anywhere from the color down to how they gobble, and you know, oh obviously yeah, meat meat turkeys are a lot different. Um, well, you would have been safe bird. though. You, you would have been yeah. safe as long as you still drove that Chevy. Well, that and you know they they say turkeys and guineas and stuff like that are better uh, guard dogs than actual guard dogs. So. They they are, dude. I don't <laughs> like guineas, man. Guineas, they tend to tick me off and like, I don't know, they just, they get aggressive for no freaking reason at me. Uh, my, my neighbors growing up and my parents, I'll say had eight of them damn things and oh they'd always God. end up in our yard and it's just, uh, to me, they, they never did anything except annoy us. Um, yeah, they're loud too, aren't they? Yeah, they're un, uncontrollably loud in my opinion. I cannot stand them. It's... I'll take One a bird that I wish that we could never, never see again. <laughs> I'll take the guineas over the people that the random people all over the freaking countryside that decide. You know what? I want to own a peacock. Like, dude, uh, what yeah. is wrong with you? Like, that's not supposed Pe- to be a domesticated b- pet bird. Pe- I, I'm not a big uh, fan of people that own birds in general. I mean, right. I, I know people that, that own all these different types of birds, and I'm just—it's not my thing. And, you know, I, I grew up with dogs in the house. And Same. In my opinion, that's that's the only pet that I'll probably ever have. Maybe a fish here and there like I used to have in college. But There you go. <laughs> go, go. Wait, you had a pet fish in college? Yeah. I, uh, freshman year, I had I had a t- whole tank set up. Um, no kidding. I, yeah. Um, it was, how many fish? I think I got up to like eight fish in my tank. Maybe little ones. I, say, I wasn't in your room a whole lot freshman year. We were friends, no. but we always hung out by the pool table in the lobby in Menmore. Yeah, my, uh, I remember, do you remember, you remember Marquise, right? Yeah, I remember Marquise. Yeah, well, so Marquise lived right across the hall from me. And I came your roommate was, uh, Skyler, wasn't it, freshman year? No, don't. Yeah, Skyler and then Zach. Zach. Jetski was my other one. Oh, Jetski. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The All-American and, left tackle. Yes. Well, so I come home with these fish, and um, I think it was me and Witter went out one day and bought these fish just for fun. Didn't have any intentions of actually, you know, keeping this fish. Right. And it turned into this whole ordeal where, you know, moved back home from, well, back to the whole Marquise thing. Marquise came in, like, why you got fish? I was like, well, I said, I don't know. I said, you want me to name one after you? <laughs> so I ended up naming one of my fish Marquise. <laughs> Oh yeah, my I gosh! Them, I, I took them home with me, had them all summer. Uh, then when we came back for football camp sophomore year, um, two be... of them had died, and I was like, ah, you know what? I said it's not worth it. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, they were fun. They're, I, they ain't good for nothing. But <laughs> no, I mean, my uncle—I don't know if he still has them or not, or if they died—but he went out to I think maybe Atwood or Leesville, which is a couple lakes around where I'm originally from. Yeah. He went out and caught a couple crappie and some small bass, and he, he took them home, threw them in a tank, man. And I was like, that yeah, is cool. I, I want to I want to get a bass and, like, see if I can get him up to, like, 15 pounds in a tank. Obviously, yeah. it's got to be a big tank for him to get 15 pounds, right. but I think that'd well, be cool. It's funny because I actually uh, – I've, I've been wanting to get back into it because I've seen this guy on TikTok that has a bass. I'm like, man, that would be cool to have my own bass. Oh, yeah, but, just name him, like, Fred or something. Well, you know, I well this guy's got him up to where he's feeding them 
full-size shrimp and tilapia and all this stuff. I'm was like, he on oh, TikTok man, or cool. Facebook the other day? Like, video of him? Uh, I, I've seen him on TikTok. I think I follow him on TikTok. I say, I've seen I a video like that on TikTok the other day. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it's cool. I'd love to do it. Now, just getting my wife on board with it is a different story. But, because uh, that was, uh, I always told her, I said, you know, when we buy our own house, I'm going to have a fish tank. Yeah, well, we've been in this house for two and a half years, and I still have a fish tank. So, <laughs> wait. So you living in an apartment right now, or you got your own house? No, we bought a house. Um, no kidding. Back, yeah, we bought it. We bought it before we got engaged. Um, it was just time, you know. We kind of yeah. lived with her parents for a while, and we it was in a, you know we knew we were getting married. It was just a matter of when, not if. Right. And, um, so we ended up buying a house back in august of 2019 um and yeah we've been here for about two and a half years unfortunately it's not very big um so uh, we're in the process of looking but not looking very hard you know the right. whole kid situation's starting to rise a little bit so um so we're 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 in the process of looking but hey you know i was uh, 22 years old had a house already and that's more than i had pretty good about it yeah. Hell, this is the I mean, first. I moved out in October and got my own apartment, and that's the first time I've moved out other than going to college. Yeah. I mean, not that I know, couldn't, not that I didn't want to. I mean, working in that factory, I just I couldn't afford it. Right. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, really, once we did the math, it was just cheaper to do this. I mean, if you can get approved for it, you know. Yeah. But, I'll uh, say I don't know where I want to live. Um, that's the other thing is you know she's a teacher right here in West Milton so. It kind of works out. She's a teacher. I, uh, I, may, yeah. I might remember that from the wedding. I don't remember too much. Yeah, I, uh, yeah well, me neither. That, that, was a, <laughs> that was a long night, and I didn't even... I mean, I had like two beers there, but that was a long night because, dude, I remember pulling into the sheets in Cambridge on the way home, and we left at a decent time, me and my buddy, to try and yeah. get home at a good time, and we pulled into sheets at like 1 a.m., and I was dog and i was like man i need like three red bulls a cup of coffee and maybe even a cigarette <laughs> well hey i said uh, you know my thing was we we got up and got on a flight the next morning yeah uh we uh the night uh, the night of the wedding we had a bunch of people over after the wedding and we had to kick them out of here at about 1 30 i uh got up about uh i was i think we got up about 5 30 and called our flight by seven so <laughs> there you go yeah, I was feeling a little rough that first day when we got down there, but... Oh, I'm sure. I, I wonder what <laughs> Levis was feeling like. Oh, uh, he was... Uh, both my brothers were on another level that night. Oh, but, <laughs> I got to see a little bit of it before I left, but... I mean, yeah, it, no. it seemed like your mom and dad had a pretty good night, too. Yeah, we all did, you know. I I will say that was probably one of the more most fun that I've ever had. I'll was, tell you what, uh, I've, I've been to day. a couple different wedding venues, and that one was definitely the best one I've ever seen. Yeah, that was the first time I'd seen it. You know, I, I was. <laughs> Aren't you supposed to go uh, look him, look him over with I, your? It was, her, her mind was made up from day one. Oh. She knew that's where we were having it. So. So she wears uh, the pants. Well, when it came to, to putting together a wedding, yes. <laughs> was it more so that, or you're like, well, she's taking care of it. That means I can relax. Well, see, the thing was, is you know, we, we got engaged. Um, and then COVID hit, and so we were we were done planning our wedding for the most part by 
June the year before. Really? I mean, we had had everything done up until, you know, you know, the minor things, getting our suits and, you know, her dress, well, her dress wasn't, wasn't a minor thing, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, getting everything, getting everything, all the, all that stuff together. I mean, we were, like I said, we were done a year ahead of time. So, um, it made it less stressful right. for a while. And then the day of, you're making sure everything's going correctly. And thankfully it did. And even if it didn't, it was, it was still a blast. And hell, I still got about a case and a half of beer out there left over from the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd say I'd help you finish it, but I actually, I mean, I texted you the other day and let, told you about it, but I actually gave up drinking completely. So yeah. I'm, I'm now completely free for the first time in a very long yeah. time of alcohol and tobacco. Well, that's awesome, man. You know? Yeah. I, uh, it, it's cheaper. But yeah, oh, yeah. I, you, I, you know them memes of Kyle's with the, the flat bill hats and the monsters and the holes in the drywall? Yeah, that was you. I remember. It, with my, <laughs> minus the monster and the flat bill hat. But, right, yeah. Yeah, we don't need to dive into that because my mom listened to the very first one. So if she listens too much, she might find out some things she doesn't want to know. Well, all I know is the only thing, and I'll leave it at this, is it was a bad day to be an Xbox one day in your dorm room. Dude, that was my 20th birthday party. Yeah, we're also not going to talk about how much crap we gave you after that one too, but... I mean, I, I definitely deserved all of it, but yeah, that, that's probably a better idea to leave off, especially the the times me and Tangle got tangled up. Uh, well, what about the time me and you got tangled up, buddy? <laughs> oh, no, I'm not talking about like wrestling or <laughs> damn near beating the shit out of each other. I'm talking like every time me and Tangle went to a party together, what happened? Well, and you know, that's funny, and I thought about that earlier. Um, I mean, my mom knows about the one that I actually... Well, I don't remember which. No, yeah, she knows about me and the ticket because uh, Turek told her. But she, the way he told her, he's like, he he told her I assaulted a police officer, and she called me one night. I'm watching <laughs> Blue Mountain State in my room in Ulster, and just you know, I mean, I might have been a little drunk sitting there by myself. It's like a Tuesday or something. I don't remember, but I'm just watching Blue Mountain State, and my phone rings. I answer the phone. And my mom goes what the hell is this? You beat up a fucking cop. I thought I raised you better. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? I don't remember beating awesome. up anybody. And I was like, most of the time, whenever I get drunk, I get beat up. I was like, I don't remember. That's, that's true. I can attest to that. <laughs> so she, she just misunderstood him. He told the story wrong or something like that. And she thought I, I laid hands on a cop. And she's like, how are you not in jail? And I was like, oh, we're not going to go over that, mom. <laughs> well, my, so it's funny that you said that because, um, I remember Tyler always used to tell me, you know, don't let me hang out with Pierre by myself. Don't let me hang out with Well, that's because he always blamed me for getting us in trouble. Yeah, so it's, and I thought of you guys because I came across this video and it was um, this girl holding another girl on a leash saying, you know, that you can't let her by herself at a party because she'll end up getting in trouble. Well, I should have had that leash with you guys. <laughs> nothing, ever bad, nothing bad ever happened when I was around. Except for uh, I got stone cold stunned all the time. Well, yeah. That did happen quite a few times. I got the video to prove it. <laughs> oh, I seen the one. I remember, yeah, it was you that did it. The one time on 158's porch where my leg didn't get out of the way and I came down on top of it and messed up my knee for like three weeks. It was worth it, though. <laughs> oh, 100%. I mean, I believe that was Stone Cold's day. Or was it your birthday? Yeah, no, it was. It was Stone Cold. It was, uh, it was March 16th. 
greatest holiday in history. Stone Cold Steve Austin. I just whipped yep. your ass. It's still my background on my phone all these years later. No way. Yeah. You know what my background is? I've, You're I've, absolutely going to hate it. It is the thank you Ben Roethlisberger background pictures they've been putting all over Twitter. Nah, I think you need to get get your old uh, old Joey, Joey, Joey Shiesty, Joe Burrow, whatever you want to call him. Listen, I almost laid a bet on them. I, I almost laid a bet for the Super Bowl to take the Bengals' money line. I was about to throw $80 at it to win almost 300 off it if the Bengals win, but I'd be rooting against myself because, you know, as an AFC North rival, I can't root for you in the Super Bowl. I, I rooted for you in the AFC Championship game, but I can't root for you in the Super Bowl. Plus, I want to see OBJ, Aaron Donald, Von Miller, and especially Matt Stafford get, in, get a ring. Yeah. Stafford, I, Stafford I, deserves I, it. I agree with the Stafford part. Especially um, Cooper Cup. He deserves one, too, this year. You know, and Cooper Cup doesn't get the recognition that he deserves. I think um, he ought to be in the MVP race over Brady. I mean, Brady had yeah. a great year, but Cooper Cup went, like, above and beyond. I, I'm, I'd be curious to see how Cincinnati defends him. I mean, I you've known this. I've, I've been a, I'm a huge Bengals fan. I'm a huge uh, Boston Red Sox fan. You know, I... I like my sports, and I haven't been a very happy Bengals fan for the last few years. <laughs> and, you know, finally, you know, that's something to root for. Uh, yeah. Uh, did you it's, see the it crying? Made me, it made me, made me so happy to see him sweep the, the ceiling this year, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, you know what? You guys definitely deserved it. Your team's done it the right way. They put in the work the right way, unlike the fucking clowns. And you know what? The Steelers were supposed to be last in the division this year, get swept by the Browns, Ravens, and Bengals, and have no shot at the playoffs. And what happened? We come out and swept the Ravens. Now, granted, they didn't play Lamar Jackson the last time, and they probably would have lost if he played. Um, and right. we, But we swept the Browns, and I was at that last game with Ben going walking off his home field the last time. That was awesome, but it was awesome to know that the preseason Super Bowl champs got swept by – a very low-seeded wild-card team. Yeah, I uh, was very glad. Like I said, other than, you know, the Bengals getting beat by the Browns, I, I have no complaints over this year. I mean, hell, they're in the Super Bowl, which I would have never guessed even week one of the playoffs that they'd be in the Super Bowl, and right? we are. So. I mean, they're they're undefeated in AFC Championship games. They are. They are. Which is they're a crazy stat. Yeah. They have that so. over uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And, I mean, hopefully, you know, I think the Rams is a little bit better of a matchup for the Bengals but, uh, than it, what the 49ers are. I'd say who the hardest challenge for the Bengals had to have been the Chiefs, but the problem with the Chiefs for the Bengals, I mean, you got to take into account your guys' O-line is just horrible. But Oh, yeah. But that aside, the Chiefs' secondary is just as bad as the Bengals' O-line. So, yeah. and I yeah, believe yeah. the last two games that the Chiefs and Bengals played, the Honey Badger was hurt, so he wasn't even on the field, which really hurt the secondary. Well, he, he did play this week, but... Did I he? Mean, yeah, he did, and uh, I mean, the thing is, Joe Burrow didn't have to do to the pay, or do, do to the Chiefs what he did the last time, right. you know, where he threw for 460 yards against them, and this, that, and the other, and Jamar Chase... Jamar Chase still had a good game, but they bottled him up for the most part. Well, that's good. I mean, if the Bengals want to win the Super Bowl, in my opinion, 
it all lands on Joe Mixon and that O-line. If they can keep the ball out of Matt Stafford's hands and stay away from Aaron Donald, they, in my opinion, have a solid shot of winning by 7 to 10 points. But if it's a shootout, I think they lose. But, you know, my thing is, is, and I I was a defensive player in college as you were, um, the Bengals' defense is what's done it for them so far in this postseason. Their their pass rush is mean. Not as mean as my team's, but it's mean. It's, I mean, uh, you look, all, all three of their wins so far in the postseason have come off of an interception late in the game. Yeah, I mean, and if you look at the a little bit closer, that interception's always because uh, Hendrickson or one of the other D linemen are right there in the QB's Hubbard, face. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, we'll see. Like that, I, said, there's, uh, I think they got to be able to, because, I mean, you're going to, you got to think Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller, they're going to get to Burrow a couple times probably. You got to be able to limit the negative plays. You know how many times we heard that in the locker room, Um, Mm -hmm. but you got to be able to limit the negative plays. You got to be able to flip the field quickly, which they can do with Jamar Chase and Joe Mixon and Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. They can flip the field, no problems. But on defense, I think the Bengals have the better defense. Um, But the problem is whether or not. Matt Stafford's going to tear up your slot corners and your linebackers because yeah. they're not the best at coverage because you guys have uh, Mike Hilton out on starting corner, don't you? Yeah. Uh, and plus you yeah, have you have Eli Apple too. Playing, yeah, and Eli Apple's played really good over the last couple of weeks. So He's still um, bad, though. He's still very uh, bad. I mean, he's better than me, obviously. His, but His Twitter fingers have been pretty good too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he hasn't said a word yet, so I think he uh, might have – might have almost swallowed his tongue last week. Ah, he was he was talking pretty good about uh, Tyreek. Um, Tyreek, which that, I have but. no no respect for Tyreek Hill, none. Uh, I'll tell he, you why. He shouldn't, even be in, he shouldn't even be in the league after you know the things that he's done, but right here he is, and he belongs on the Browns with the roster they have, but or the Raiders. Uh, but I'll tell you why I don't like Tyreek Hill. You know I ran track and I'm as passionate about track and field as I am about football or hunting. Yeah. And the fastest man alive was, is Hussein Bolt, is Hussein Bolt. Like, not was. He's still alive. And Tyreek Hill thinks he can beat him straight up from his prime to Tyreek's prime. And I'm like, there's no fucking way. You, You have no chance. Stop talking. Stop running your mouth. We've seen the statistics where they can digitalize the fastest speeds uh, ever ran by Tyson Gay, U.S. Olympian uh, sprinter. A couple other... Well, even, da- even down to Jesse Owens. I mean, Jesse Owens is still a step behind his ankle. Right. I mean, like, you, they put it all on a track, and they can tell you who's where, and at, depending on the speed you've run in the past. And Tyreek yeah. Hill in a field of eight would finish six, where Hussein Bolt's yeah, out in first. Like, it's not even a competition, and the way he runs his mouth and calls out the track and field community, it angers me it's like dude stay in your lane like you're fast on there's, the field but there's difference between fast on a track and situationally fast on a football field there's there's fast and football fast right there's, like there's, i'm not fast but i was football fast yeah for when for when you didn't have a concussion Re- well hey i played two games <laughs> with a concussion down there remember that yeah i do i yeah. played my best game ever with a concussion 13 tackles in one game Yeah, dude, it still angers me the way I got that. Like, it was at OWU, that Monday night game. 
And it was that one play, like, right before halftime where they ran a read option and everybody bit on the, the option. And I, I caught the quarterback 10 yards from the end zone because he caught us all so bad. And when I gator rolled him, I slapped my head off the turf, and that's when it happened. <laughs> I was so mad. Like, I got up. I, my eyes were, like, spinning around. I was like, damn it. So what I did is I, like, I leaned on pots heavy the rest of that quarter. Got to the halftime. I told – I don't remember who the D-line coach was, but he was the one that was like – Coach McDaniel. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Coach, I'm going in the locker room for a second. I'll be right back. And he told me to hurry up. I went in there, and I pounded some tile, and all came back out and went ham the second half. And then 2K ended my career. But Yeah. I, I Actually, that was uh... – that was kind of my, my breakout game freshman year. I think I ended up with a sack and a half and had some good tackles on the edge. So, And then, you know, injuries ended up derailing me as well. So Yeah. It's, say all, it's all part of it. Injuries derailed you and the financial department screwed you out of Muskieville. Yeah. And, you know, looking at it now, I'm, I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yep. Uh, and I say everything worked out for you. Yeah. I, I have no complaints, man. So. Yeah, I mean, I as much as I miss football, you know, looking back through it and how I used my body on that football field, there's no way I was going to be able to play four years at that level. There's absolutely no, no way. And, you know, I, I got out of it and got into coaching and things like that. Yep. Um, really, really enjoy coaching. I wish I still had the job that I did to where I could do it, but, you know, everything happens. Yeah, and say shout out I mean, to Coach Logan for letting me stick around and be a part of the team for the next three years on the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely fun to still have you there to make fun of every now and then. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, I learned a lot playing football, but you learn more on the other side of it when you know you can't step on that field, but you learn more watching everything develop when you know the plays, you know the different schemes and stuff like that, like, when I took my cousin to the Steelers-Browns game that Monday night this year, the last yeah. home game, she, like, looked at me after we left. I mean, we left with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter because she had to work the next morning, and I didn't want to fight traffic back to Ohio. Uh, she looked at me in the car on the way back, and she goes, how did you, like, how did you do that? And I'm, like, thinking in my head, like, how did I get the tickets on the last second? Like, what, what are you talking about here? And she's like, how did you know what plays both teams are going to run right before they ran them? I was like, I've spent a lot of time looking at football from that angle because we had nosebleeders. So I was like looking at it like you were a cameraman up in top booth. I was like, it's not hard. I mean, I know down-distance situational football. And once you know who your personnel is and shit like that, like it's easy to know what's going to happen. And she's like, well, how did you know what side it was going to go to? I was like, well – for example, if the Steelers are in a 4-3 front and they got their dime on one side and they got a linebacker stretched out the other side to cover a slot or a tight end and the offense has two tight ends to one side that's got the slot corner to it, they're probably running right at him because they got more meat coming at him than he can hold yeah. up to. You know, yeah, it's, it's, it's it takes a while to learn, but – yeah. Well, and I'll tell you, my, my biggest challenge was when I got into coaching was, um, you know, I was coaching a varsity defensive line and offensive line. Well, those seniors on that team, at the time I was 21. Right. They're, I, I, I would have been in school with some of them. Right. You know, and it was challenging for me because 
you can't be the but you can't be their friend and their coach at the same yeah, time. And I, I did my best to be a player's coach, and, you know. But at the same time, when it was time for you know to to work, it was time to work. Right. And, um, you know, I I enjoyed it. I think most of the kids I coach would hopefully I made an impact on them. Um, and you know, I got I coached baseball for a couple of years too, and I'll tell you, I. Uh, I actually enjoy coaching baseball more than football because when it comes to football, I'm such a perfectionist. I mean, oh yeah, me I, too. I, I, when it comes to fundamentals, I'm a huge fundamental guy. And, um, but when it comes to baseball, you know, I, I have my thing when it comes to baseball, and that was that was on the pitcher's mound, and I I loved coaching baseball. I, I don't know what it was, but I enjoy the, the spring Sundays, Saturdays, and Sundays out there coaching. Um, and I was coaching middle school at the time and loved it. I mean, yeah, I would, I, I would, I would take a baseball coaching position right now if I could. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> oh well, it's getting ready to be that season. Something might open up for you. Yeah, you never know. But um, I mean, I I totally understand what you're saying though. Like, I'm I've never got to was. coach anything, but you know that sophomore year, uh, JV, right. I coached at secondary in the JV at at Muskingum, and then they brought in new coaching staff and. I had to back off my role a little bit because, you know, they brought in more GAs, so I wasn't needed to coach. The issue is, the issue is with me coaching baseball, it's right in the middle of turkey season, man. Yeah, that is a problem. <laughs> See, that, that yeah. I'm I'm going to be a teacher eventually. Uh, See, this, this non-destructive testing job that I have right now, it's, it's great, pays the bills. I get to travel, which I'm not so much a fan of, but it allows me to do my schoolwork online and have the flexibility right. like I, my boss is very cool about it he let like i have to be in class observations where I, I can't do it on a computer i have to be in the classroom watching the teacher teach so many days right. a, a month and he's cool with it he just wants me to give him heads up so eventually i'm gonna be a teacher and my goal is to be a head track coach because yeah. like you said football is such a perfectionist thing like and we both know i mean you said a little earlier like look at kyle they're bashing holes in the wall like Football gets me hot so fast yeah, that it's hard to control my emotions, and I'm like, someone will get mad that I yelled at their kid and said something. So I'm gonna coach right. track and field, and I'm gonna watch football. Yeah, and that's and honestly, that's um, it's the easiest thing to do. But I uh, I sit there, you know, I watch the Buckeyes every Saturday, watch the Bengals pretty religiously, and I still get just as frustrated watching it as what I did playing or coaching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what did you think about the Hall of Fame ceremonies and stuff from baseball? This what was it two weeks ago. Yeah, I. Uh, Your boy I, got in. I know, I know. Um, I, I was happy to see uh, Ortiz get in. He deserved um, it. Yes, uh, but it's hard as a DH, you know, because really at the end of his career, he, he played first base if they were playing National League teams, which I understand. Right. Um, I don't don't agree with with Bonds and Clemens not getting in still. Um, Barry Bonds was a Hall of Famer before the steroids. I mean, he was. And there's nothing that you can do to change my mind about that. Yeah. Roger Clemens is the same way. I mean, hands down, in my opinion, the best pitcher to ever step on the mound. Um, from from footage that I've seen, you know, obviously it was different back in the day. Um, but I I don't agree with it. But you know what? You don't yeah, – People still look at Pete Rose as the greatest hitter of all time, and he's not in the Hall of Fame either. So he ain't ever um, getting in. He's never getting in either. So I, it is what it is. Uh, Barry Bonds is probably the best power hitter. 
uh, I've ever witnessed play, and Roger Clemens has got to be a top five pitcher all time, in my opinion. Yeah. So, See, I don't um, know a whole lot about older baseball. Like, I I can remember a little bit about my childhood, so I don't know a whole lot about it, but I know there's a lot of controversy over how the Baseball Hall of Fame inducts and keeps people out yeah, and stuff like that. Well, and so I, I think, so you look at it as, it, here's, here's my frustration with it. You look at a guy like Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter was a great baseball player. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. But he's not a unanimous pick to be in the Hall of Fame. No. If you look statistically, he's not anywhere near the top. Other than his bat, and hitting 3,000 hits anymore, it seems like everybody's getting to it. Um, but if you look at him statistically, he's not that great of a shortstop. It's who he played for mm-hmm. at the period of time he played for and has a bunch of World Series rings to, to go with it. So, um, and, you know, and honestly, you could probably make the case for David Ortiz and the same thing just because David Ortiz said what he needed to say, need, needed to say uh, after the Boston bombings, and that's probably what helped propel him into um, the Hall of Fame. I mean, great batter, but he's not he's not a top ten guy. And, no. You know, when it comes to home runs, I mean, King Griffey Jr. is probably the purest swing that I've ever that I've ever witnessed, and he wasn't even a unanimous. So yeah, I, don't get me wrong. Glad glad to see uh, my boy Poppy get in. Um, but uh, he's kind of in that steroid era too, so right. always, it'll always be controversial. But he, he got in, so right. I, I can I'm okay with it. Yeah. Hopefully I can have that kind of conversation again down the road with another guest, waiting yeah. to hear back from him. So I, I know they're a big Boston fan as well. But Dude, I, I, and you guys used to give me a hard time for it in college because you guys were all Indians fans. But oh, I just gave you a hard time because I, uh, I wasn't a baseball fan. Yeah, well, I, uh, <laughs> I've been a Red Sox fan ever since. Um, my, aunt and uncle, my aunt and uncle used to live in Boston. And every year they'd come home with something that was Red Sox or, you know. Yeah. I mean, um, if I had to choose a team to root for in baseball, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go with Pirates because I love Pittsburgh everything. I'm a Penguins right. fan. I'm a Steelers fan. Uh, it gets a little weird when you ask me to root for a, a, a basketball team because then I, I, I was always a Dwayne Wade fan growing up, like just the way he played, underdog mentality, over, undersized and stuff like that. So I was always right. his fan and then – People called me bandwagon because LeBron went down there and won a ring with him, and I'm like, I was I was a fan of D Wade first, and I'm still a fan of the Miami Heat, and like Jimmy Butler is one of my favorite players overall, even when he wasn't with them. Right. Well, and you know, I I'm not an NBA fan. I never have been. Um, I, I don't know what it was. I always like to see LeBron do well, and it was cool to see Cleveland win it a few years ago. Hey, they got um, a chance this just, year, I think. I, you know, and I, I, I couldn't tell you, I have not kept up with, with the NBA basketball and since since LeBron won the won the title here in Cleveland. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't have a desire to watch it. I, I don't even watch college basketball. I'm just not a big basketball fan. I don't watch – I don't really watch basketball or baseball, but I'll watch a couple playoff games if they're on TV, but I won't go out of my way to do it. Yeah. Uh, March I mean, Madness. If it, came down to, if it came down to watching – NBA Finals or March Madness or watching the Masters golf, I'd watch the Masters. That's the Masters gets pretty interesting sometimes. Yeah, I, it's, I can sit and watch. I'm weird. I can sit and watch golf all day, man. I can watch <laughs> it for a little bit, but 
you know, I, I'd rather watch the March Madness tournament over NBA playoffs, but I would definitely watch the NBA playoffs over the, the MLB playoffs. And I would watch, obviously I would watch the NFL over all of it, but I would watch right. NHL over everything else other than football. But yeah, see, and I, I can't get in the NHL either. I, I, you guys tried to get me into it. Yeah, just, we tried. I bulky got me into it. Really, I mean, I was always kind of a subtle Penguins fan, but whenever I got to college and met Bulky, he he got me into the Penguins pretty hard, which wasn't hard since yeah. I was a Steelers fan. But yeah, now right. and Tyler played. I still hate playing him in NHL on the Xbox. Like, <laughs> it's not fair how good he is at that stuff. Just like it wasn't fair how good you were at uh, WWE. Oh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm a menace on the sticks when it comes to WWE. <laughs> dude, I, like, I refuse to buy those games now. I mean, I did break down by NHL 21, but I didn't tell Tyler, so I don't have to, like, try and play them online or anything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, man, I, I played that game a lot when we were in college. Yeah. I was good at it. Man, there was a lot of good times in that hallway, but there was also a lot of bad times. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm more were. white trash. No, I am. <laughs> Uh, dude, uh, that, uh, there's more stuff. We could, we could have made a whole show about that. that <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Well, he doesn't talk Brown. to anybody anymore. <laughs> Do what? He doesn't talk to anybody anymore. Like, I uh, I tried to get a hold of him to get him to call me the other day. He said he would after he got off work, and then I still haven't heard from him. Not even like, hey, I'm off work. I'm too tired. I'll talk to you later. Like, just hasn't hit me up. You know, and I about the person that I've talked to the I still talk to almost I talk to him once a week is uh is my boy Witter yeah we've, we've been tight we've been tight ever since I left and you know we talk like I said if not once a week it's every other week yeah I talk yeah. to Witter occasionally I mean him me Tangle uh Bulk and Colin are all in a group chat still it's called D-Gen Fear <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean we I still talk to Witter as much as I can. Tangle doesn't communicate a whole lot, but that was always the way he was. Unless you were in person, he wasn't really going to talk to you because he doesn't like yeah. cell phones. Bulk, yeah. Bulk just doesn't I, talk to anybody. I keep up with everybody on Facebook as much as I can. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I, it was, it's hard because, you know, you, you guys, you know, we all lived together for as long as we did. And, you know, I was there shorter than everybody else. Right. Obviously, great relationships. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now and, you know, we still weren't friends and right um, it's unfortunately college is such a short period of time of a period of time in our lives yeah um, great friends but at the same time you know you, you go you do it for four years whatever then you guys all go your separate ways I mean yep it, it's um, what's challenging about it you know we're uh, you know when we got to college at 18 19 years old, it's uh, and now here we are, 25, 26. You know, we're getting we're getting to that point in our lives where you know we're not always going to be able to answer the phone every every time we call or shoot each other a text or a Snapchat or right. we can do our best. You know. Yep. Um, and, and it's like but, you know, best way to put it is you know, being drunk isn't as fun as it used to be, and getting hungover hurts a lot more than it used to. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I I don't. I drink. I'm big into the bourbon thing right now, and um, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No, dude, I've got like 40, 40 different bottles of bourbon here, and I, 
I look at it and it is a it is to me it's like they're like trophies up there because I did had to go look for them and this that and the other and yeah uh, you got a buffalo I, trace oh that's uh, about everything I have comes out of buffalo trace I've, I've got a bunch of other stuff I I'm lived two and a half hours from there. their distillery yeah dude their distillery is awesome I love their it's distillery it's just I've right down there, there in Kentucky yep um right there uh, in Frankfurt yep, yep. I, uh, when we did the bourbon trail a couple years ago I, we, we Buffalo Trace isn't a part of the bourbon trail but I uh, I stopped we, we went there and you know that's where um, you started good. yeah well we uh, we were actually in Louisville uh, Louisville's a fun place you go to that bar PBR I, I don't I don't remember I don't think it's, we did it's like right downtown no then probably not um, we kind of did like the other than going and doing uh, the distilleries and stuff like that, we just kind of we were kind of low key that weekend. Yeah. Um, it was it was my Christmas present to go down there and do it, and we, like I said, we went to five different distilleries while we were there. So I still have some of the bourbon trail to do. Um, but we, how did we do it? We went to Jim Beam first, and then we had a bunch of time in between going to Jim Beam and our next one, like almost eight hours. So we were like, oh, let's just drive over to Brankford. So we drove over and went to Buffalo Trace. And yeah, um, a lot of history in those places, man. I mean, oh, I've been I'm to sure. Jack Daniels. I've been to Jim Beam. I've been to Buffalo. I mean, there's a lot of history in those distilleries, and not a lot of people realize how much history is in those places. Yeah, I'll, I'll be over that way, not this weekend, next weekend, 12th. Me and yeah. me and some buddies, old Dave and Jert are going with me. We're going to uh, Lexington, and we're gonna go see Zach Bryan in concert and watch some bull riding. Oh yeah, that'll be a good time, man. I'd, lo- uh, I'd love to go see Zach Bryan. I think uh, I think we're gonna try to go see him in Columbus this summer. Is he in Col- so. is he in Columbus this summer? Yeah, he's with uh, with Luke Combs and Cody Jinks in Columbus. That's right. Uh, yeah, I was gonna try and go to that, but then I thought about it i was like well those tickets are going to be like 80 dollars a piece they actually were weren't that bad um which I, I mean i've been to a lot of concerts and uh been to some big shows like we just went to cody johnson last weekend down in kentucky um great show I, i'm not it's funny we didn't even go to that concert to see cody johnson we went to go see ian munzik and then unfortunately ian munzik ended up getting covid or somebody in his team got covid so Ended up not being able to see him, but it's all Cody Johnson, and I'm telling you, he puts on a great show. I've, I'm, I'm not big into that type of music. I've anymore. been growing I mean, on Cody Johnson, but I mean, the Flatland Country is where I'm at right now. Tyler Childers, Zach Bryan, yeah. Culture Wall, uh, all those guys. Now, I'll tell you, I'm going to see Cody Wetzel here in a couple of weeks. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. I, so. I'm still going to, like, I'm still working with Cody Wetzel. Like, you know, he, he's he got some good, he's got some good songs, in my opinions, but he, to me, he's still kind of. I gotta work him into my. I gotta work past the thoughts of him being too close to being like uh, Blue Combs or uh, Morgan Wallen because I'm not a Morgan I, Wallen fan and I cannot listen to Luke Combs anymore. So I, I, uh, I, I'm a, I'm a, I love Morgan Wallen. I, I don't know what it is. I just everything about him, his persona, his music. I, I like Morgan Wallen. Um, I like Hardy not a big Luke Combs fan anymore. I, I saw Luke Combs before he got big and I'm, it was a blast. He, he now, sold out, I man. Just, do what? He sold out. Yeah, and that's and that's a thing. And um, you, I knew it was going to happen. 
Oh yeah. And, and it has nothing to do with his political stuff. And, you know, no. I, it, I, try it, to, I don't care. I don't, I don't care. His music to me is all repetitive. It um, is. It's like anybody with the name Luke. If you're gonna join country music, you're gonna sell out. Because I remember Luke yeah. Bryan back in early high school. He was like the hottest thing. His songs were like on the real level. They weren't like written in a studio by somebody else. And then he sold out, and it was like complete opposite. And everything was like the same, same chorus over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, right. can't do it. Yeah, I, uh, I, you know, and I found Luke Combs on Vine. Uh, back when Vine was the whole thing. And, yeah, with uh, him in uh, Upchurch. Yeah, and I, I loved it. And I, I listened to Luke Combs in college before anybody else knew who he was. And, I think uh, you might have introduced him to me. Probably. Uh, I know I know. I used to listen to him quite a bit back yeah. there in the old uh, Muskingum days. Dude, but, I don't even remember what uh, I used to listen to at Muskingum. Man, you, I, I remember, you're a big guy. I mean, I was a big like outlaw that. country, but... I do remember you having a conversation with me, and I wanted to tear your freaking head off. I looked at you. What, about how Hank Williams sucks? No, not no. It wasn't Hank Williams. No. You said Johnny Cash sucked, and I was like, I'm gonna take your head off with a shovel. And you're like, all he does is, he just talks. It's like, yeah. That was the way he. That was his twang. That was the way he did everything. That's what got him big. So here's what I'll say: I appreciate everything that Johnny Cash has done for the industry, but same. But same as Hank Williams, the Hank Williams Jr. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, same as you know uh, Willie Nelson. I just not a fan. Right. I don't. Uh, I don't resonate with their music that well. Um, you know, all signs of me point to being a Hank Williams Jr. fan. Right. Do not like his music at all. I, I do not, and it's there's a definite I, I difference in Hank Williams' song and the way he, everything. Like the way he he was before the accident and he fell off the cliff, and then way he was yeah. afterwards. His music changed, but the persona kind of was always there. He just couldn't live it out anymore. Don't get me wrong. Like he's got some. You know, you, you, I, I like Dinosaur and I like Family Tradition and I like uh, Country Boy Can't Survive. But yeah. You, there's these people that just go crazy over Hank. They overplay just, it and stuff like that. Like my favorite song from Hank yeah. probably is. Uh, Pink Slip Blues. Yeah, and, that, and I was getting ready to say the same thing. If you want to listen to an actual Hank song that is a real song about something that could actually happen in your life. That has happened song. in many people's lives. Yeah. I, you know, I, trust me, I've been, I've struggled. Yeah. You know? So Another person uh, that kind of reminds me of, like, those real songs from Hank is Jamie Johnson. And I've seen him in concert, and it was awesome. His yeah. songs are Jamie all Johnson, pure. And Jamie Johnson... I grew up listening to Jamie Johnson. Have you know? I know every word to every album he's ever put out. Um, but unfortunately, he and I found this out from one of his concerts myself. Um, he had fallen and got like a really bad concussion, and it got to the point where he could not write songs anymore. Like mentally, yeah. he just cannot write new music. It wasn't just and, the um, concussion that played into that, though. Like high cost of living is a—it's true story about his life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll appreciate it though. I appreciate it though because he's—he's like, I'm not gonna change up who I am or how I did things. I'm just gonna like stop. And uh, another another band that you should definitely look into that's kind of got that same mentality 
is uh, the Steelwoods. So I uh, first checked, I first heard of them. They opened up for uh, Cody Jinks up in Akron, and uh, I tell you, it's they're they're my favorite band out there right now. They're uh, kind of they don't care. They're going to do what they want to do, and yeah. they're going to sing about what they want to sing about, and they've got some great songs, man. I'll give them a listen because I like that kind of music. I mean, right now I'm on a big Zach Bryan kick, um, yeah, but I can. So I, I, this is the way I'll describe them. They're in between between Leonard Skinner and um, I'd say like Alabama. So they're they're not necessarily full blown country, but they're not necessarily full blown um, uh, Southern rock. They're, yeah. they're kind of their own thing, and they're I'm telling you, I saw them. So they're uh, like Whiskey Myers. Yeah, they're, they're, they play with Whiskey Myers a lot. And I love Whiskey uh, Myers, man. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to see Whiskey Myers here in a couple of weeks. So. No kidding? Uh, Where's he at? Yeah, at the end of March, uh, up here in Troy. Really? Yeah, got, got tickets the day they came out. and um, Should be a good show. Look, it's uh, Whiskey Myers and the Reed Southall band. So, dude, dude. They still got tickets? I, I'm sure they do. <laughs> what, what's today? Is it March, you said? March 31st, the Thursday night. Oh, it's a Thursday night, huh? I yeah. might, I might have to, uh, might have to come up with a way to get there because the Reed South Hall band and Whiskey Myers. I'm gonna, I, I would, I'm gonna have to see if I can get there. It's, dude, I'm looking forward to it. it should be a good show. Man, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, it's been almost so. an hour, and we haven't even said a thing about hunting, really. <laughs> hey, well, that's the good thing about podcasts like this. It's just relate, laid back fucking conversations. Right, yeah. I'm not disagreeing. But, um, so, yeah, let's, let's dive into the old outdoorsmanship a little bit, man. So, uh, I did some research to try and have something to talk about because, like I said, I don't know dick about turkey hunting. Um, right. Did you know about the, the, the changes in the regulations for turkey hunting this that were being discussed or put into place yeah so um i i actually am probably in the minority but i agree with it i think that that is going from uh, one or going from two birds to one yes and uh, i'll tell you why i agree with it um if you look at it year over year we we have killed more turkeys because more people are getting into it than what they have ever been into it before um like 2020 it was I think at the oh, I think it's still probably the record for most birds taken in Ohio that year, um, but they, they, you you got to remember everything was shut down. Yeah. So and uh, a lot of my buddies go down south and hunt and you know, things like that, and they were getting to the point where they hear one gobble, and that was it for the the rest of the day. I mean, you can hunt from from uh, from daybreak to noon in the state of Ohio. Um, but it, it's very, very weird So to, to not hear anything. Yeah. Well, so if you look at it and the numbers, every year we're killing more and more birds. Well, unfortunately, we still have the same amount of coyotes, and now we have more bobcats in the state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Well, they they get into nests, and they will kill every pole in that nest. Yeah. And not, and not, have a, not think a thing about it. So, so what I read... Now, that yeah, go ahead. so what I read that was one of the like the main reason behind this rule change um, was because of really really bad weather during 
uh, nesting season from like yeah. 2017 through 2019, and it really hurt the turkey numbers. So they brought in the new rules. They revised the season limit for 2022 spring to 2022 season. That doesn't necessarily mean 2022 the year, if it's anything yeah. like deer hunting. But it went from one bearded bird from two. And then there was also, I don't think this one passed, but there was a proposal to limit the fall season by three weeks and keep the one bird limit into the 2023 spring. And they said that there was little effect that caused it or went into this decision-making because of predators. It was all because of bad weather. And then they were talking about doing away with all these rule changes or possibly keeping them because in the spring of 2021, they said they had more more uh, turkeys uh hatched and what are they called pults yeah they had more of those than any time they've ever recorded them in 2021 so they like made a major bounce back and this this is a really recent study i read this from or i got this from like it was from two days ago yeah so i was like holy uh, cow but i i I don't know if i believe the the predators had a little effect on like come on i'm not i'm not an idiot i know how bad coyotes are and bobcats and so I don't, I, I definitely don't agree with the, the predators. Uh, I mean, I'm in a couple different pages online where, you know, I see videos of what these things do to these birds. And, um, you know, it, it's very real. Now, the weather does play a big part, part in it. I mean, and the, the biggest challenge of, as a turkey hunter is the weather because, you know, bird, those birds are very temperamental when it comes to the weather. Um, whether they have a good good mating season all the way to uh, you know a good hatch or not um so if we have an early spring it tends to hurt turkey hunters because the birds have already mated and they've already been hemmed up and you know Mm -hmm. things like that so it's it makes it very tough on us right um but which is also what makes it fun i mean oh yeah um but at the same time I, i agree with the changes um now I've never gotten into fall hunting because they can't fall hunt Miami County, um, but I will say this: Miami County does have a lot of birds here. Um, but I think there's maybe five people in the entire county that have the capabilities of being able to hunt in Miami County. Um, there's just not enough room here to do it. Yeah. Um, and the places where you can, and they're very selective on who they let hunt where they do. I mean, uh, the last. I've hunted in Miami County for the last four years, and I've taken three birds in Miami County. Um, I think last year in Miami County, there was only like 10 birds killed. No kidding. Um, I killed one, my dad killed two, and then a kid that we took youth hunting killed one. So there, right, there's four. Us, just yeah, just between us on our on the property that we hunt as four birds. So. Um, but I'll tell you, man, I, I see them all the time. They're uh, they're all over the place here. It's just a matter of, you know, you don't have the opportunity to hunt here as, right. well, as well as what you do on public land. And um, there's a lot of con- conservation up in this area. Um, and there's uh, that's where the birds flock. I mean, right. Um, that's what makes it challenging here, in my opinion. Is, you but know, you know what? The day that it's not challenging, uh, it isn't worth to do it. Yeah, and, I, you know, that's my thing. It, it is such a challenge, and, and you know, and I'll, I'll compare it to deer hunting. You know, deer hunting, as you know, is a lot of sitting and waiting. Yeah, there's a lot of work you can do. Yeah, a lot of the work that you do is in the off season. 
know, getting your stand set up right, getting your bow tuned in right, you know. Getting them cameras up, up. Setting up corn, setting up your cameras, you know, whether you do food pot or not. Um, turkey hunting is a, in my opinion, is tough because, first of all, you got to get out and find out where the birds are. So if you look at it, especially here in Miami County, these birds are on the river. I mean, it's not like it is in, in southern Ohio where they hang out on ridge tops and things like that. Here, they're, they're right on the river. Yeah. Um, and that's all the way up and down the Stillwater River here that runs through uh, Shelby, Miami, and Montgomery counties. Um, they're on the river. So, okay, you know where they're at. Now it's a matter of making sure you can get to those birds, those toms, before the hens do. And I've battled. I've battled hens. The last two birds I've killed, I've had to battle hens for them to get them pitched down where they need to or yeah. um, just out in the field just trying to work them. Um, but it's, you know, it, and it's a very much, you know, if you make one wrong call, you're going to screw that bird up. Right. That bird's not going to come in or, you know, like out this of... last year. This this bird that I, uh, that I killed this last year, it was probably the most challenging hunt I've ever had because – these birds on the on opening day busted on me and i know they're the same two birds because they were the same two that you know i i was within um 15 yards of them and never got a shot wow uh on opening day they busted me twice on opening day called them busted them they busted on me got them called back in busted on me again and um so it was a very frustrating day but got back out of back out of it the next day heard these birds and was looking at these birds all morning could not get them to come in anywhere near me um somehow by the grace of the good lord above my decoys moved just a little bit from the wind and as soon as these birds saw these decoys move just i mean just enough to where they could see any movement i mean they bolted right towards me and uh it was cool because you know um me and my dad got a double up that day, which um, doesn't happen very often. When no. you double up, it's something. It's something special. Right. Like and, that's uh, that's something Waddell can't even do all the time. Like. Yeah. Like it, I, it's I all luck I, of the draw. I mean. I'd have to say, like, I mean, I've done a lot of research on the elk hunt. I'm getting ready to try and do in 2023, but I've also, I mean, most whitetail hunting shows they have a lot of turkey hunting on there as well. Um, yeah. and if there's one thing I can say, I mean, whitetail is hard, but it's not as hard as like, you can get a pattern on whitetail pretty easy if you do your homework, but on right. turkeys, if you can't call or you go out in bad weather, you will not get a turkey. No, it, I, it's I one mean, of the cha- it, it, most challenging animals to hunt in my opinion. Yeah. And, and they say, which I don't know, cause I've never had the opportunity to hunt a different species of turkey. They say Easterns, which is what we have here in Ohio is the hardest one to hunt um now i'm sure the guys out west with the miriams and the rios and things like that would make a different case um probably but i everything i've heard is that the eastern turkey it's the biggest and the hardest one to hunt um it's my goal one day to do the grand slam so you know kill my eastern here in ohio or kentucky or wherever it may be go down to florida kill the osceola um and then go out west and kill the rio kill that one down in texas and then um then you go truly out west to hunt the miriam yeah um those turkeys down in florida are huge yeah and they're they're different i mean they're very different uh compared to i mean 
anywhere from their gobble all the way to their color is so much different than what we have here, what we see on a daily basis. Um, but the thing is, is most people, if you ask them, if you drove by a field and saw a bunch of you know black dots out in the field, they wouldn't know what it is. Turkey. I mean, because turkey hunting has not um, taken off the way, especially in this area, as what deer hunting has. I mean, there's been some world-class deer killed in Miami County. Um, but I'll tell you right now, the bird I killed this last spring is probably a three-and-a-half, four-year-old bird, and it's the big, biggest bird I've ever seen, let alone killed. Um, well, why, don't, why don't you tell us about that hunt and then uh, like give us break it down, go into detail what happened, what how you got busted the first couple times, and then uh, yeah. give give us a little bit of a description on the turkey because I know if there's any turkey li- hunters listening to this, they're going to want to know like how big was his beard, how, how big was his spurs and junk like that. Right, yeah. So, uh, so opening day, I'm sitting with my, uh, my, my brother Levi. Um, he came home for the weekend and he was like, man, he's like, I've been wanting to get back into it. So that's fine. I said, you can come sit with me. Dad was hunting on another grid or on, on the other side of the property. So we get set up in the blind and I'm a big blind hunter. If I know where the birds are at, mm-hmm. um, I, a lot of people will probably disagree with that. But I, if I know where the birds are at and I know where they're where they're gonna move, I'm gonna hunt out of the blind. It's gonna better concealment uh, too. Yes. So that's what Levi said. Look, Levi said, we get a bird called in. You get shot number one because you know I'm calling for you more or less. I said if I get lucky enough to kill one, I'll kill one myself. So we get set up, and right at daybreak, I hear a shot go off. Well, my dad texts me, bird number one down. <laughs> so my dad, my dad got literally underneath this bird pretty much. This bird pitched down within 15 feet of him. My dad, as soon as that bird hit the ground, gone, done, done for the day. Well, hell yeah. So, so he texts me and is like, you guys need to get over here. There's more birds. So me and Levi hightail it. And uh, thinking of it now, we probably should have drove over but it was like one of those things is like, hey, I don't know where these birds are at. I don't want to jump them if we don't have to. So um, we we walk over and I'm calling as we go and I you know I'm hearing birds but not they they're not what I'm looking for quite yet. Either they're on another property or you know whatever it may be. So we get in there finally. And dad's like, my dad's like, well, why the hell didn't you drive over here? And I explained that whole reasoning to him. And he's like, well, I said. When I tell you there's birds, there's birds. I was like, I get it. So we get up there, and um, so we start walking down this little uh, hill, and these birds are going now. I'm like, all right. I said, you know, let's get set up. So um, we're kind of tucked away on this path, but I, the where, where I set the decoys up at had a shot if they came in in the correct spot. So we're sitting there, sitting there. Well, Levi's sitting like five feet ahead of me on the other side of the path. And then, you know, I'm sitting back a little bit. Um, and me and my dad are both calling. So we're kind of doing like a little bit of a dueling call. Mm-hmm. Um, so we finally get these birds to come up on this path. Well, about that time, Levi has a shot. But we there's two of them, right? So Levi's in his mind thinking, well, hey, there's two of them. I should, you know, wait for Elijah to get a shot. Um, and so rather than Levi killing one bird, we ended up not killing any because Levi had a shot at one of them and didn't take it because he was, you know, trying to be a good brother and let one come in for me too. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I grilled him after it. I was like, Levi, I said, if that ever happens again, take the shot. Well, <laughs> lo and behold, it happens again. So we were frustrated. I'm like, all right, it's fine. You know, we'll get on these birds tomorrow, maybe, whatever. Well, these birds only ran about 100 yards down, down this path from us. And we're like, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And this is uh, probably about 10 o'clock. So um, and to kind of set, set the scene a little bit, this property where we hunt has a paved road that goes all the way back through it and has um, some cul-de-sacs on it. So we're we're all the way tucked in the back where these birds are. Um, and they had kind of gone across the – there's a fence, and they'd gone across the fence, and um, we're hanging out there. And they were just back – they were just back there strutting and, you know, having a grand old time. Yeah. Well, I, I just threw out a call just, you know, to be nosy. Well, and they, were, they returned back to me. I was like, well – you know, we, we might be onto something here. So I'm like, Levi, get, I, I, I said, Levi, go get set up. So I had taken a set of my decoys out. And uh, so we're get, we, we get tucked away, and these birds come across in the middle of the street. Well, they finally start working their way back up towards me. Well, I, I got a little too cute on the call, and um, they got to about 50 yards. Now, 50 yards with turkey with a turkey shot, and you know the spread on with a turkey choke and everything. That's a poke, man. Yeah. Even if you're shooting, I mean, if you're shooting the best 12 gauge that they have with the best ammo that they have, it's a poke. That, uh, yeah, because so, your shot spread out so far by probably even 30 yeah, yards. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. So, um, so Levi gets to a point where he's got another shot at this bird. I never had a shot. Now I had my I had this bird in my sight the entire time, and I was on it. But it got to the point where I was like, I, I'm not risking hurting a bird over knowing I'm going to kill him. Yeah. Well, Levi breaks a branch or a twig or something, and um, that was it. These birds busted on us again. I'm like, man, how how do we get go over two on these same birds as what we just had in here? <laughs> so about that time it's it's noon so you know we're like all right well you know we'll go get dad's bird cleaned up and we'll you know try to hit it hard the next day well so that night was um my sister-in-law's bachelor party or bachelorette party excuse me so courtney and uh levi's fiance they were there and um me and me dad and levi we were getting stuff set up for the next day well I, Courtney knows when it comes to turkey hunting, there's nothing that's going to get me out of the woods. I mean, I'm yeah. not leaving to go do something. You know, if, if I got to be up at 445 to get in the woods, I'm going to be up at 445 to get in the woods. That's just how I am. That's how I was bred to, bred to do the sport. Well, Levi decides, hey, I'm going to go over there with the girls because they texted to say, you know, for us to come over and hang out. And I told him, I said, look, I'm not coming over. I said, that's on you guys if you guys go over there and. Uh, I told Levi, I said, that's on you if you go over there and get drunk. I said, I'm not, I don't want anything to do with it. So Levi goes over. I, uh, I get in bed and next thing I know, it's, uh, my alarm's going off and calling Levi, calling Levi. Where are you at, Levi? You know, leaving a couple of voicemails, never heard from him. Well, it got to the point, I was like, well, this one, I gotta go. That, there ain't no, I yeah. can't sit around and wait on you. Right. So, um, <clears throat> Me, I, so I meet Dad up in the woods, and um, he was like, "Well, let's go, let's go get in this blind that we set up." 
Well, <clears throat> all morning, nothing going on. I mean, just dead. I'm like, man, we, oh, we, we screwed up somewhere. But it gets to be about 10 o'clock, and <clears throat> guess what? These two birds show back up. I'm like, no way. This ain't, this isn't real. The same so, two from the day before? The, the same two. And I, I could tell because of um, the way that they were walking and shutting together. There's a lead. There's one that was in charge. And you knew which one was in charge. The other one was just kind of there to, for, for moral support, I think. <laughs> um, so we're set up on the road about 300 yards from where I encountered these birds the day before. Um, so have our, have our decoys set up out in the middle, like right before the road. Um, cause we saw these birds strut up and down the road the day before. We're like, Hey, this is, if we're going to get a shot, this is where we're going to be. Well, so these birds come out finally and, uh, they're still like a hundred yards away from us. Well, like okay well we'll just see what happens so we call to them they return so so turkeys they do what's called a shot gobble so if they hear something that scares them or you know excites them whatever they'll gobble to it well about that time there was a bunch of crows that flew overhead and turkeys and crows do not get along they're really yeah so actually one of your main calls that you have other than your slate or mouth or your box call is a crow call or an owl call they, those birds do not get along. Every time that, you know, you, you hear a crow out in the field, it will, a turkey will gobble to it. I never knew uh, that. Yeah, it's it's weird because it's a different, I mean, you, you especially if you see it. Because they gobble, but it's not like they're intrigued by what's going on. It's like, hey, we don't like it. So, these crows fly over and these birds kind of go back into the woods. Well, keep in mind, shooting time is only till noon. Yeah. We're already at 10, so it's getting to be like it's getting to be a little late in the day to, to get these birds to come into us, and my hopes were not high. I did not expect for anything to happen. I'm like, you know what? We saw them. We heard them. You know, it's good enough for what it is. Right. Well, and so this is this is where the wind comes into factor. Um, these birds come back out on the road, and these my, our decoys have just been sitting there all day, not moving, not doing anything. I'm like, I it'd be great if one of those would move well the the hen moves to where the head turns and is facing towards the bird so these birds see it and they're on us i mean like right now well so me and my dad are hunting out of a blind no it is a two-person blind but hunting out of a two-person blind and you're both are shooting is a different story right you still ain't got a lot of room Um, yeah so um and it's one of those 360 blinds that you can see everything and you can unzip it and whatever. Oh, the Rhino well, rhino blind? Yeah. Yeah, I, it's not the same brand, but it's the same concept. Okay. Um, so we're, I'm sitting here, I'm looking out the side window and watching these birds. And dad, my dad's just kind of like leaning his head in front of me and looking out the front. But these birds are coming, so we get set up. So literally both of our shotguns are out the middle window to get on these birds so the the plan was i was going to take the lead bird my dad was going to take the rear bird and we were it was going to have to be timed up perfectly for it to work right well these birds they 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 didn't they didn't bust on us but they they knew something was up well they get to a point where they're within shooting distance from my dad because the way he was sitting and pointing towards the road but i could never get a shot the way i was sitting 
and it's crazy how much that you know two feet make a difference oh so oh yeah um so these birds come up i'm like dad what? so we're gonna have to switch we're gonna have to switch so my dad pulls his gun back out of the blind and sticks it out the side of the blind so almost like he's you know leaning completely to the side down of sight on these birds and i said dad you're gonna have to take the front you're gonna have to take the front so he's like all right let me know when you're ready i said i'm on it and so we counted down three two one simultaneously bang two birds down Hell and yeah. so we i i run out he's like you're fine i was like no i said i've seen i've seen this on tv too many times but i think the bird's dead so i go out and i get on his head and, you know make sure that he's down mm-hmm. well the adrenaline from that experience was just that it, it was killing me because to me taking a bird and using it for what it's worth is one of the greatest experiences i've ever had but having the opportunity to double up with my dad um oh there's probably nothing like it, it, it there isn't and this is why i'm so proud of this story and you know me and my dad we both went and got our birds uh got the tail or got the fan and the the beard done um but it was it's definitely very cool so we we get to inspecting our birds and i'm like dad there's no way he's like what i said there's no way that this bird I killed is that much bigger than yours. Well, we get to looking at it. The, the spurs on mine are an inch and three quarter, which yeah. if you know anything about spurs, that's massive. Right. I mean, and it had about a 12-inch beard on it, uh, maybe 11 and a half. But it, it was a big-bodied bird. Um, I mean, just a beautiful bird all around. And um, <laughs> my dad's looking at his, and his is probably a year to a year and a half younger, and it's spurs and about a nine inch beard how long were the spurs do what how long were the spurs uh about they're about a quarter inch to an inch they're they're they weren't bad size i mean they're both beautiful birds i mean right shot worthy um but mine was more of like a man if i could afford to get this thing full full mount i would do it oh yeah it was like a once in a lifetime kind of bird and um Hell yeah! So I've never, I've never let my dad live it down. That I killed a bigger bird than him <laughs> that day. Um, Wait till this year. But he's, yeah, I know. Oh, uh, he told me he's like, you ain't sitting in the blind with me anymore. And I was like, oh hell, I do have to call him anyway. So, um, <laughs> but uh, the best part about it was, is we Facetimed Levi because Levi was finally awake at this point, and he's like, why are you Facetiming me? I said, well, look here, buddy, and uh, he's like, you're kidding. I was like, no. I said, we doubled up, and guess what? So if you'd have been here today, I said, you'd have doubled up too. So except it would have been me and you, not me and Dad. And he's all frustrated and pissed off. And oh, so I'm, I called Courtney, and I'm like, hey. I said, come up here. I said, you know, I want you to be able to see it before I, you know. Because Courtney never actually seen one um, while it was still, you know, once the fan and stuff was, you know, once the fan, I'm sorry, once the fan was still in it and things like that. I, the yeah. spurs and so they came up to the to the property we hunt and they're looking at it and i'm like yeah levi said you want to take a picture with it he's like oh, fuck you i'm like yeah well you know what <laughs> hey you should have been here so and, did you uh, do you and your dad get a picture with the fans out and stuff together yeah so uh you have to send got, me that we've got a yeah we've got a couple pictures of them and um it's i, I i'm telling you it, it's like nothing i've ever experienced before um like I said, I've killed bird. I kill. I kill a bird almost every year. That sounds and awesome. This one like, to me was just. 
it was a hunt that I'll never forget, and it's one that me and my dad will, you know, always have together. I mean, my dad's the reason why I got into it, into hunting and being an outdoorsman in general, and to have that opportunity with him and see how happy it made him that we did it. Um, to me, it was just worth it, and it worth its weight in gold. Um, like I said, both got them, both got the fans done, and uh, got the the spurs and the beard, and they're, they're sharp looking. Um, this is my second one that I've gotten mounted like this. So um, that's awesome. It, yeah, man, it's uh, like I said, and you know, I'm not saying that deer hunting is not fun, and you know duck hunting's not fun, which I don't know who'd want to go sit their ass in the middle of a cold lake anyway, but to me, <laughs> I don't enjoy duck hunting. Um, hey, everybody's got their own able, niche. Yeah, and that's my thing, you know, we all we all have our own thing that we like to do, and um, I think out of all of our friends, really, I'm the only one that was in, involved in turkey hunting even when we were in college. Yeah, and, uh, I say, the only I've people that really... The only people that really hunted while we were in college, I mean, Witter did his best during gun seasons on breaks, but like you and me were the only ones like year round at least some of our yeah. brain was part of partly on outdoors and being in the woods shooting at something i i mean that, well that and you know whether it was down there fishing at the pond you know it was you still owe me uh, a crankbait I mean, by the way well you still you still killed my my frog that i caught so huh uh yeah you remember that frog that you caught that one or uh our sophomore year and you ended up killing it and you're, oh, I'm gonna eat frog legs. Well, I caught that frog barehanded about two weeks before that, and I was like, yeah. I, you mean I the one I used? You mean the one I used yeah. as bait one it night with a Tinder yeah. date? Yeah, I barehanded that frog. That's how I caught him. I barehanded him right there by where everybody thought the catfish would be that no one ever caught anything. Yeah. Over up by uh, what? Down from the music hall, right there in that little lip. Yeah. Yeah, me and uh, me and. Logan, Logan Thomas, we uh, stayed out fishing one night, and I heard this bullfrog going. I'm like, ah, I'm going to go get on him. So I went over and got on him and barehanded him right there in the, uh, about 1 in the morning. And Logan's like, what are you going to do with it? I was like, oh, I'm going to put him back. I said, I have no reason to kill this frog. Plus, it wasn't in season yet. So uh, <laughs> well, I got the pictures to prove it too, bud. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was in season, but I caught him. The tender date looked at me like, what in the world is going on? And I was like, what, what are you talking about? Like, I threw the tailgate down in the truck, and I cut that sucker up in the pieces, threw him on the line, and tossed him back out in the lake as bait. Yeah, and they make great bait. I mean, I'm not going to argue that, man. Dude, but, to this uh, day, that, that fishing, that trip sucked because I didn't catch dick. Well, actually, I caught a snag, and I broke my line, and then she ended up catching a snapping turtle to that. I was just inches away from getting my hands on its shell to get it out of the water, and he yeah. snapped a line, too, and I was... I love it. I would have brought him back up to the, the hall, dude. I would have stuck him in our room. Tyler would have had to been quiet about it. We would have had, we would have had a pet turtle. Hey, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Eventually, we would have had uh, turtle stew. I mean, why, why yeah. not? We grilled everything else out in the parking lot while we played poker. Yeah, we, you know, that's my thing. We we had a blast doing what we did while we were there, and oh yeah, um, you know, I, I wish, you know, I wish that. We all could have finished together, and you know I didn't have to leave. And but you know what? I like I said earlier. I think we're I think we're all better for it. We still have relationships and friendships and stuff like that. Yep, I'm uh, sure I'll. I, I'm sure I'm gonna see you here soon. Whenever I don't even know when it is, but whenever Levi and he goes to actually tie the knot, I'm sure I'll see you again. 
Yeah, I haven't had to give a speech since 2019 at a wedding, and I don't remember doing it. That was a bottle of crown speaking. Well, so my my older brother's wedding is kind of a lot of the same for me. Uh, I told him, I told him from the beginning, I said, dude, I said, I'm getting hammered tonight. I said, you're going to deal with it. He's like, all right, whatever. Well, I gave gave my speech for him, and about that time is when the when the liquor started talking to me, and I was like, you know what, it's we're done for for the night. Drank about twelve more beers, and um, came home, decided, hey, I ain't done drinking. Ended up going out to his house again for another little after party, and stayed out there till about three in the morning, and uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, oh, did not feel good the next day. I'll tell you that. Right oh, now. <laughs> I know the feeling. It, it's a, it's definitely you know it's gonna be a rough morning the next morning when Jim Leahy comes out in your personality. Oh man, I uh, I didn't really realize how much that um, Jim Leahy speaks to me. Golly, <laughs> um, knows this man. I, uh... So if you had to say for me in college, it was more of Ricky was my character. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know what? That's better than Corey or Trevor. <laughs> uh, you, you know, and it's funny because I, I got Courtney into watching Trailer Park Boys. She really didn't know, like, my fascination with it. And then she started watching it, and now she's like, I see why you like this show. I'm like, yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> I know. Dumber than hell. Yeah. But guess what? I love it. It's like Letterkenny, although I haven't watched a new season yet. I don't know if I'm going to. Yeah, it's not as good as what it used to be. The first three seasons was like the peak of Letterkenny. Yeah, and Letterkenny, I love Letterkenny. Um, And for a long time, I always said Letterkenny's better than Trailer Park Boys, but now that I've I've watched what Letterkenny's put out, I I don't agree with that anymore. I was going to say, you and me had the same opinion about The Ranch when it came out, and then Danny Masterson got kicked off. Like, you and me both, like, quit watching it. Yeah, it, it definitely wasn't nearly as fun for me anymore, man. Right, like, I mean, I get why Netflix kicked them off that they were covering their own ass in case any of the allegations were true, but, like, you couldn't have waited to see what the outcome was? Right, yeah, and it is what it is. Yeah. It's all done over with now. And, I mean, um, that's, but, I mean, to Ashton Kutcher's credit, he does do a lot of nice things off the camera for the world, but that's two shows on camera that he's proven he cannot carry by himself. No, and like I said, I like Ashton Kutcher. I mean, um, but I still like the ranch. Uh, Sam Elliott is what made the ranch for me, though. Oh, yeah. Sam Elliott but, and Danny Masterson were like, the way they gelled together, and it was just awesome. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a great show, man. For what, it, for, for when it was a great show, I should, should say. Right, but, like. Um, well, buddy. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna have to hop off of here, man. Hey, that's perfect because actually we got through everything I I wanted to. Well, good deal, man. Uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah, uh, no problem. Said, next time, next time you want to have me on, let me know. We'll talk about anything you want to, man. I say we'll, right. we'll see how the the following goes and who listens and who doesn't. Maybe we might get into some college stories. Nah, we'll, we'll, we might leave those for another day, brother. <laughs> <laughs> make it like a, a locked one. You have to pay extra or something like that. Yeah. Or we, provide we your make age. An only fa- make an OnlyFans for your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but I appreciate you coming right, on man. here, man. We'll yeah. have to get you on again here soon. Yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, uh, hey. We'll, uh, hope, hopefully everybody uh, appreciates anything I had to say. I think uh, they will. I, th- I learned 
shit from you. And I, I mean, like I said, I don't know anything about turkey hunting really, but I learned some stuff. Well, and this is what I'll say to anybody out there listening. I'm sorry that you listened to Zach Fierer speak. <laughs> <laughs> People have been listening for years and years and wondering why they keep yeah, continuing to come back. Yeah, I, been trying to figure it out for a long time myself <laughs> but hey maybe i'll see you march 31st though i'm gonna check out those tickets good deal man just let me know i'll be there all right but i don't live too far anymore i live down by huntington a little bit of a home man yeah, about uh, three hours but yeah yeah just like you said let me know like i'll, I'll be there it'll be a good time yeah I'll, i'm gonna ch- i'm gonna take a look at them tonight that's for sure but good deal man all righty buddy i appreciate it thank you Yep, thanks again for having me on, brother. Yep, have a good one, bud. Right, we'll talk to you, man. Yep. See you, bud. Bye. Well, that was a... I, I enjoyed that episode and that conversation with old Klyja there. And say, me and him used to BS and talk country and hunting and stuff all the time when we weren't beating on each other, or rather he wasn't beating on me. Um, one of the... I think... I think he was the first person I met when I got to Muskingum for uh, first muskie preview day. Um, I believe me and, I don't know if it was my mom or dad, but I think it was him and his mom. We were the only ones at the table, and that's when I first met him, and then I didn't remember him until we got to football camp, and we were there two weeks early before any other students. And me and him became friends pretty quickly because... As you guys probably just heard, we, we had a lot of similar interests, but uh, he, he's turned me on to a lot of cool stuff. I mean, he, him and my buddy Tom McCauley got me into WWE, which I don't watch it a whole lot, but I still like enjoy watching it occasionally. Uh, he got me into a whole bunch of other things. Like, we always talked about turkey hunting, but we never got, n- never got to go do it together or anything like that. Maybe we could, will one day, but. Yeah, we, we always enjoyed our time together. He did give me a lot of Stone Cold Stunners in college. But overall, great dude. I wish him and his new bride nothing but the best. Um, maybe one day we'll get his brother on here too. Old, old Leviticus, Levi Sims. Good friends with him as well. So with that, that brings the episode three of Grindstone Adventures to a close. Um, keep coming back. Um, there's no schedule yet. I'm still figuring all this out and you know it's a learning curve for me i'm doing most of this by myself uh there are people that's behind the scenes helping me get some content but the podcast pretty much is it's all me so i'm learning as i go um so just bear with me if you have any suggestions or anything uh, feel free to message me hit me up leave a comment uh whatever it is and i will try to adjust and make it a better show i appreciate everybody without all you guys this doesn't happen um uh, I I love doing this, so uh, whoever you want me to talk to, you got a suggestion, you want to hop on the show, again, message me. We'll, we'll try and make it happen. So with that, um, go out there and have a good time. Shoot your bows and live life, man. Out. <laughs>